All right, everybody, welcome back to Deep and Wide Podcast. I am Pat Walter, and I will be your host as we talk about and dive into the topic of what does God care about? I have a feeling this is going to be a couple-week series because it's only so much you can cover in 20 to 30 minutes, but I'm really excited about this because it's a question I've been wrestling with and thinking about on a regular basis. I even alluded to it in my last podcast episode, so check it out if you can. But before we jump directly into the meat and the rest of the podcast, I do want to give a shout out to my friend Joshua Van Dusen, who is a pastor in Las Vegas. Um, But what I love what he's doing in terms of uh, a mobile coffee shop that pops out through the area. So this is a micro business for them, their family to generate income outside of money just from the church taking care of traditional ministry. He run, uh, leads a house church here in Las Vegas, and he uh, is a friend of mine and also went through the Francis Chan training um, as well. But let me talk about Simple Coffee for just a second. His mission is to develop deep connections with his customers and his employees. And uh, to know just how he started, he wanted to give a quality cup of coffee and fresh baked goods for an affordable price. Um, all of his coffee is roasted and it fresh right here in Las Vegas. And his baked goods are from scratch also here in Vegas. Um, and they're a Christian business, and again, and they want to use this business as a bridge to develop relationships with those who don't know Jesus and to be on mission and making disciples. So uh, the cool thing is if you're listening and you don't live in Vegas, you can order his coffee. And I'm going to tell you guys, uh, whenever he's nearby me and I have the time, I'll drive over and I'll buy a cup of coffee from Joshua. It's that good. Uh, but you can order a 12-ounce whole bean coffee bag by sending an email to simplecoffee702 at gmail.com. Um, or you can kind of check out where he's popping up if you are local um, at www.dramaticrabbit.com backslash coffee. Doing good things, doing kingdom things. Listen, he's leading house church, and um, he is the epitome of making disciples in your home. He has people living with him um, as they lead this endeavor. Started a micro business, and I'm super happy and thankful for what he's doing. And if you can support it in this time, and you want to support a small business, support Pastor Josh. So um, check it out. But what I want to do today is talk about one of the things God cares about. The thing about a question like, what does God care about? It can either feel like a loaded question or just this really, really big question, which it is a big question because there's many things that God cares about. And I just want to highlight a few of them. Um, and, And one of those things that God cares about and what we're going to talk about today is God cares about the poor and God cares about the outcast and God cares about the broken. You know what I mean? And he cares about the refugee and he cares about the foreigner. And this can be a touchy topic for some. Um, but again, if we're just going to say, when, what, what does God talk about? What does God care about? What does scripture say? God cares about the foreigner and the poor. So uh, I'm going to talk about a couple of Bible verses in the Old Testament. We'll touch on those and then we'll jump into the New Testament. But in the book of Leviticus chapter 19... Uh, verse starting in verse 9, it says, When you reap the harvest of your land, do not reap from the very edges of your field or gather the gleaning of, uh, of your harvest. Do not go over your vineyard a second time or pick up the grapes that have fallen. Here's the key. Leave them for the poor and for the foreigner. I am the Lord your God. 
listen, this is one of those verses where we're saying, hey, um, if you have a field and a vineyard and you're reaping your harvest, he's like, good, reap your harvest. But man, if you can leave the edges, leave them for the poor and the foreigner for so, so that way they can be fed. Um, we also see in Leviticus chapter 25, verse 35, if any of your fellow Israelites become poor and are unable to support themselves among you, help them as you would help a foreigner and a stranger. Again, this is God assuming that you're going to be helping the foreigner and the stranger so they can continue to live among you. Do not take interest or any profit from them, but fear your God so that they may continue to live among you. Listen, this is one of those things where hospitality was non-negotiable among the Israelites. Um, Part of that is is they were supposed to take care of the foreigner because they themselves were foreigners for the majority of their existence. So God calls them to take care of the poor and the stranger and the foreigner. Again, Deuteronomy chapter 15, verse 7. If anyone is poor among your fellow Israelites, and we can classify that from Israelites to believers. If any, if anyone is poor among your fellow Israelites in any of the towns of the land of the Lord your God is giving you, do not be hard-hearted or tight-fisted toward them. Rather, be open-handed and freely lend them whatever they need. Um, you know, that's one of those things, man. We even as believers, a lot of times we want to, yeah, pay me back and then interest. Or there's this thing, but he's like, hey, just lend them whatever you need. God cares deeply about the poor. Deuteronomy 15, um, verses 10. So just a couple verses down. It says, "Give generously to them and do so without a grudging heart." If you remember in the book of Corinthians, um, Paul talks about don't give begrudgingly, and so here it's kind of alluding to Deuteronomy. Uh, without a grudging heart, then because of this, the Lord your God will bless you in all of your work and in everything you put your hand to. There will always be poor people in the land. Therefore, I command you to be open-handed towards your fellow Israelites who are poor and needy in your land. God commands us or God tells us to be open-handed towards the needy and the poor. Um, I'm going to take a, a second to talk about this. So I, I work in the nonprofit world. Uh, I lead an organization called Casa de Luz here in Las Vegas. It means House of Light, and we are a faith-based nonprofit that's embedded in our community that establishes relationships with the low-income community and tries to meet their needs the best that we can to help them to say self-sustainability. Our desire is to see families and people grow into self-sufficiency. But part of being open-handed towards them, towards the poor and the needy, is recognizing their needs, and and even the homeless. So we don't do a ton with them, uh, with the homeless community, but we do work with them, and we partner with people who do work with them. And so one of the things that I've heard tons of church people say, and listen, if we're, again, we're being honest, uh, I've said it inwardly to myself as well, is, well, if I give it to them, they're just going to use it for drugs. Or if I give it to them, then they're just going to, and we basically we make assumptions of what they're going to do with the money that we give them, or we make assumptions of what they're going to do with objects we give them, if they could sell it. Um, and, and I wrestle with this. Part of me is like, listen, if I know somebody is on drugs in our neighborhood and community, then I'm less likely to give them money, but I will give them resources. Um, but to make that assumption and give them nothing or to be hard-hearted towards them 
um, really is disobeying the Lord because he doesn't say, hey, if you know what they're going to do with it, don't give it to them for their own sake. He's just telling us because sometimes it's about us and about being open-handed and generous towards them. Um, Again, I'm not saying, listen, if you know somebody is, you know them personally, you're not making an assumption and that they are addicted to some sort of hardcore drug, then listen, I am less likely to give them money. But I can give them food. I can give them water, hopefully shelter or clothes. Uh, there are things that we can grow with. But again, um, my desire is to see people with a hand up, not just the hand out. But the hand out is also important, not just for the individual receiving it, but for my heart as well. So don't go into things making assumptions because you don't know what they're going to do. And listen, some of them might use the resource you give them for the wrong reason. But that's not what the Lord tells us. It's not our place to judge what they're going to use it for. Um, And so, but we have to be open-handed towards them. Um, And again, we continue to see. I'm going to read a couple more from from Psalms, and then we'll we'll jump into the New Testament and go from there. In Psalm 82, verse 3, it says, Defend the weak and the fatherless. Uphold the cause of the poor and the oppressed. Rescue the weak and the needy. Deliver them from the hand of the wicked. Um, this is a kind of, I don't want to say sensitive subject, but it it matters to me when it talks about defend the weak and the fatherless. One of the things that we've seen in the neighborhood that we work in with Casa de Luz is many of the families are in generational poverty or they're first generation immigrants. Um, and the ones in generational poverty, for the most part, I would say a high percentage um, are fatherless, the the youth and the kids that we work with, where there isn't a father in the home. Um, and if there is, you know, even half the time, then the, the father that is in the home isn't really a what we would call a role model, if that makes sense. Um, and, and I think this is one area I really wish the, the body of Christ could step up and truly grasp this, is if we could be the father to the fatherless, as Scripture says, and and love on those families and lead and guide them and encourage them and equip them. And, and again, I I got to find the right way to say it is is we get so hell bent on hey, well we need to make disciples of them and we need to teach them this and we and we jump right into the to the Jesus Christianity world, which isn't a negative. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but the problem is sometimes that can push away to kids who aren't ready. But we also just need to focus on the both and, okay? And what I mean by that is both the practical things of this is how you get your driver's license. This is how you um, change the oil of your car. This is how you balance a bank account. And this is what Jesus has done in my life. And this is how we walk with him. It's the both and. And so I, I really just pray that the church would focus more on these areas of being a father to the fatherless and upholding the cause of the poor and the oppressed and and rescuing the weak and the needy. And, I'm, and one thing, again, we have to balance, too, with the pride of man and the things in our heart is uh, we are nobody's saviors. Like, I'm, I'm not anybody's savior. I can't save them. Only Christ can save them, but I can walk with them, okay? Um, and then we, for me, the other thing is just making sure that the weak aren't exploited. You know, um, depending, I I mean, I don't really care how you feel about immigration and things like that, but God calls me to take care of the foreigner and the immigrant, and that's what we're called to do. And so we're going to do that, and we're going to work on creating pathways for them. 
and we're going to be kind to them. Proverbs 14.21 says, It is a sin to despise one's neighbor, but blessed is the one who is kind to the needy. Um, again, we see it in Proverbs 14.31. Um, there's so many scriptures in Proverbs, Psalms, the Old Testament, that talks about the needy and the poor. Um, but even Jesus talks about it, right? Jesus talks about it a lot. I'm trying to find the one I was looking for. Here it is um, in Matthew 25. The king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Um, and the thing is, sometimes we don't even know. I mean, there's times in Scripture where Jesus, you know, he, he tells a parable. He's like, listen, you know, I think it's a parable. I, I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, but he talks about... Uh, hey, or I remember he's like, hey, when did we see you needy? When did we see you this? When did you see that? And this is with the, the context of this is, man, you didn't see me in that. But because you took care of the, the needy, the weak, the poor, you've taken care of me. Um, and we don't do it with the motivation of like, hey, I'm going to do this so I can get. Um, the, the other thing that I see when it comes to working with the poor, the needy, the outcast, the foreigner is sometimes Christians do it just so they can feel good about themselves, so they feel better. Um, and I get that. I understand that. I, I feel like you know, there's times where, hey, I, I had a good day because we helped people. Uh, but the motivation of like, listen, I, I just want to love God's people and love people, even if they're not his yet in terms of like they're saved or, and accepted Jesus. But I think we forget oftentimes about how much God cares for the poor, the needy, the broken, um, and, and I think about the one um, parable where Jesus invites them to the wedding feast and so many have excuses they can't go. He's like, hey, go out to the highways and the byways. Go to the furthest places. Go to the people who would, we would never, ever, ever, ever invite and invite them anyway and expect nothing in return. Um, and I think about that in my own life. How many times have I invited people, the needy, the broken, the poor, the outcast, the foreigner, into my home, into relationship, into fellowship, and they can contribute nothing to my family. They can contribute nothing to me because that's what God did for me, right? Like I, I contribute nothing really in the relationship with God. Like I'm needy, I'm broken, I'm poor, and I'm a foreigner. And God's like, you know what? And I love you anyway, and I'm going to take care of you. And that's the mindset that we have to have. God cares deeply about the poor and the outcast. And I, and so this is my challenge, and this is the heart, you know, is if God cares about that, we have to look at ourselves and say, do I care about it? And not do I care about it in the way that's comfortable and convenient for me, but do I care about the needy, the poor, the broken, the orphan, the widow, um, even the foreigner, the immigrant, do I care about them in the same way and capacity that God cares about them in the same manner he cares about them? Um, and, and that's a hard, challenging question. But but again, we have to care about what God cares about. You know, I, I honestly believe with every fiber of my being that God cares more about the the how we interact and treat and walk with and live amongst the poor, the broken, and the needy than he does about our Sunday morning church attendance. Um, and again, I'm not, not saying that that's not important, but really in, in, in the scheme of humanity and the call of the kingdom, it's not as important. We, we are called to be in fellowship with one another, but again, 
that's not just Sundays. That's, you know, in our homes. Um, how am I treating my brothers and sisters? Especially, listen, I'm going to tell you what, if there, if there is a poor or needy or broken or orphan or widow that is in the faith, that is in the kingdom, we are mandated and called and commanded to care for them. Um, and, and so we, we have to be mindful of that. We have to look around us. But the problem is we most Christians are most generous around Christmas, Thanksgiving, maybe Easter, and then we'll look around like, oh, man, who can I bless and who can t- we can take care of, which I'm thankful for, and that's good. But this is something, this is supposed to be a way of life. This is supposed to be something that we think about and contribute and talk about and live amongst on the regular basis. So if you can look around your life and see, <laughs> I, I want to be careful how I say it, giving to Catholic Charities or Salvation Army isn't the same as walking, living, caring for the needy, the poor, the broken, the orphan, the widow, the foreigner around you. You should be invested and intentional with your time and talent, not just your treasure, towards these works. It should be something in your life. Uh, that you, that you're walking into, um, and if you can look around and say, "I have zero relationships with somebody who is poor, broken, needy," um, and, and I'm not talking about lower middle class. I'm talking about like poor, broken, needy, letting people in your home that you normally wouldn't let in your home, or walking with really difficult situations or circumstances or relationships. Like that is the call. The, the thing about discipleship, it, it's messy and it's hard. And sometimes part of the discipleship process is walking with people before they believe in Jesus. And, and inviting them to church isn't a Christian duty. Uh, leading, leading them to Jesus is our Christian duty. So my, my encouragement to you in our holiday Christmas season is Jesus cares for the poor, but he cares for you to walk with them, to love them, to take care of them, not just by giving them money, which can be good, but literally investing in them as people and staying the course and being with the mindset of the long game, not the short-term game um, in their future. That's that's hard, but that's the call, and that's part of the sacrifice, and that's part of dying to ourselves. So that's it. God cares about the poor, the needy, the broken, the outcast, the widow, the orphan, the foreigner, and so should we. And that's this week's episode. So thank you so much for joining me on Deep and Wide Podcast. Literally, I pretty sure we're available almost everywhere now. So share it if it's helpful. Uh, tag a friend if you can. Follow me on Instagram. There's my regular one is pastor underscore PW for personal. Um, or you can follow deep, the letter N wide podcast uh, for the podcast uh, Instagram and check us out. I'm not on Twitter and I am on Facebook. So uh, or check out resoluteministries.org. That's our one of our organizations, too, that we lead, and that one takes care of the widows and the orphans in Kenya as well as churches. Uh, we have land over there. We're working on doing some small business micro-lending stuff over there in the future as well as ministry. We also have missionaries in Belize who are, other than being under lockdown, who are doing great things, working with youth and young adults, creating opportunity for their futures, loving the widow, the orphan, the poor, and the broken as well. So resoluteministries.org. Check it out. Thank you guys so much for listening. God bless you and have a very, very Merry Christmas.